It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. No! Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Show number two of three today on wednesday the 24th i thought it was the 23rd today i think it's not the 23rd maybe it's the 24th on the last podcast got another cup of coffee in me i can talk a little faster and thank you everyone for being here on the quantum global broadcasting network this show brought to you by stoner eats productions brought to you by hypnosis is great brought to you by a hardcore comedy brought to you by fred fred ben savage as fuck and sockemup.org so I think there's five. So I got to remember that if I get five, I'm on it, right? Those are our sponsors. So thank you everyone for being here and listening. And I'm going to bring on my special guest because it's time to. And I'm going to bring her on right here, right now. We have Megan Nolan. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Great to be here. How are you today? Uh, I am doing great. It's uh, it's a fun day. I got some people that are going in and out of my place right now, working on some stuff. So uh, it's nice being up here and not having to uh, just I just let them come and go as they please because they got they got to work. So I don't like getting in their way. If I was the person doing that, I'd be pretty happy if someone said, here, just go do this. But a lot of people like to go in. I don't know. They like to watch watch people work it becomes mm -hmm. a thing but uh i don't do that kind of work really much anymore so i don't i don't have to worry about it so much but how are things in uh which island are you on maui you things are, are great so far oh. i mean it's seven o'clock in the morning so i can't give you a full update on the day yet but <laughs> so far so good <laughs> thank you for yeah being able to do this early and getting up uh for that um yeah and so yeah you're on maui not not a bad deal how long have you uh been over there i've been on maui for 12 years now 12 years not a bad deal What's, what's it like when you come back over to the mainland? It's intense. It's intense. All the traffic and the people and, you, you know, it's just such a different energy of the city, hustle, hustle, go, go, go vibe. I mean, there is that to a degree here, very, you know, few and far between, and especially on Oahu and in Honolulu, but it's it's interesting it's a nice contrast <laughs> it makes me yeah. realize how much i love it out here and yeah i don't know like are, are you going to stay there for as long as you can is that the plan well uh -oh. as it is with everywhere the price of living has gone up significantly as well as as the housing costs and so you know, the average house is about a million. So it's kind of prohibitive in being able wow. to purchase a house and not be a lifelong renter, which is totally fine. I mean, I've been renting for however long now, but yeah, I think maybe down the road, it might require a, maybe a split time situation. <laughs> we'll see. Wouldn't that split time bring you back to the mainland or would that keep you 
keep us going or maybe go somewhere else probably international yeah yeah stay the island life to a degree yeah i like the slower paced life you know and so we're we're looking maybe somewhere like spain or portugal oh okay Mm -hmm. that sounds pretty all right over there yeah it's nice yeah (laughs) what what got you to one day just say i want to go move to maui I mean, I I understand the appeal of Maui and uh, how hard it is to leave there when you go there, even as just a, you know, a a resident, not a resident, as a a tourist, it's hard to to leave. So what what did you, did you go there one time and just say, I'm not going to come back or I'm going to grab my stuff and turn around and come back here? Or was it something else well I'm originally from Canada and was born in the U.S. and so I tried to get warmer and warmer in Canada but it's not really possible (laughs) I kept moving more and more west and realized you know the west coast is beautiful but it's super gray and it wasn't for me I felt like Eeyore and so I figured you know why don't I move to somewhere where it's perpetually beautifully sunny and warm and so after I graduated from university, I moved to the Big Island, so the Big Island of Hawaii, um, to be at a yoga center, at a wellness center, and oh. it was amazing for a couple of years, but it just didn't feel right to me, and so the islands are all similar, of course, but they're sort of, I would equate it to sisters in the same family, you know, they're yeah. similar, but they're rather different, and so which, each of the Which right? part of the island were you on, on the Big Island? Because there's two, well, at least two very different experiences of the Big Island. Uh, on, on the East Coast, it is very wet all the time and uh, a lot like living in on the, you know, in the Northwest or whatever. Uh, whereas, yeah, the West Coast uh, over by Kona is a lot more sun and and everything. Where where did you end up? Uh, is the Hilo side the east side with uh, the volcano that went off not I don't know four years ago three years ago Mm -hmm. and recently just a few months ago each of the Uh, islands is like that because of the way that the rain falls and so each side on the east side is is rather wet and green and lush and so I lived on both sides so I lived in Pahoa which is outside of Hilo and that's really beautiful but it again is as you said is very lush and jungly and so it's kind of can get really damp and a little bit moldy because it's so you know just constantly rain and constantly getting that moisture and and so I started there and then I moved over to Kona and Kona is great but it's again as you said it's it's really hot and dry so it's kind of you know (laughs) you got to figure out what works for you I'd rather be warm and dry than you know kind of getting rained on all the time but it's challenging. So yeah, it was, it was an experience. And so I decided to move back to Canada and move to the West coast. And so to Vancouver Island and so beautiful, as you said, the Pacific Northwest, really lovely. But again, it's, it's that sort of gray rain cloud that tends to hang over that area. And so, yeah, after a couple of years of that, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back, but I'm going to try a different Island. And, And a friend of mine in the meantime had moved over to Maui and and opened a yoga studio as well as a tattoo studio and so she was needing help so I said hey can I come work for you and that was the beginning of the journey 
which uh, which part of the island are you uh, now on in on Maui? I currently live in Waiehu, which is outside of Kahului, which is where where the main airport is. So it's sort of north east. So kind of on okay. the top left side. Yeah, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that has to change a lot of stuff about your life just right off the bat. Um, and how much of that is, would you say, is a factor of how, how your life is today? Like what percentage of where your life is is because of where you live? Does that I'd make sense? I'd say that situationally always your environment has an influence on you because if you're not happy where you are, it definitely affects your mental and emotional state. And so I'd say for me, that was pretty significant because when I was in a more rainy, wet space, I felt like that emotionally, I felt really kind of, you know, drained and exhausted and just not happy, not vibrant, not bright. And so for me, I feel like it's affected me a lot internally and then physically because, you know, it makes you want to go outside and enjoy the beauty and go, you know, for walks, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'd say it's a pretty significant impact. But not just two to three months out of the year. <laughs> Get to right? do that. Uh, yeah, that was hard. I, I lived in that way too long. And that was I, I was in Portland for like over 30 years and I didn't realize I'm like, oh, this place is beautiful, but then it's beautiful two, three months out of the year. The rest of the time, it's just like you're Eeyore and you're around uh, the hundreds of thousands of other Eeyores and right. it's not good for anybody. And so I, mean, I moved to Minnesota and I was happy to be there. Uh, cold negative 30 40 but you know there's sunshine and I, I can deal with that I was totally happy I was freezing but you know you have that sun on you it just it does something for you there's something something nice to it and reason why people gravitate towards the sun and why there are why sun god is such a prevalent thing in so many different cultures and civilizations throughout the the time of however and yeah I mean just being by sun is just a, a huge change so and then so you went over and you were wanting to do uh work at a yoga studio and tattoo and so I see you have some ink on your arm it looks like a possible sleeve plus a little extra um <laughs> So was that from there or was that from a different place? No, that was from there. Yeah. My joke is I only have five. <laughs> yeah. I have my whole back is done. My arm is done. And then I have a couple smaller ones. But yes, that's the side effect of having a best friend who's a rather is a very talented tattoo artist <laughs> who wants to um, give you wearable art. So, yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. And so was she into yoga then? Yes, it was her yoga studio. So, so that we, we yoga... wanted on a lot of those fronts for sure. It was, so was it yoga slash tattoo um, studio? No, they were separate. Okay, they were separate. So, okay, so how much of a crossover was there? How often was somebody 
in getting a tattoo that you go, hey, I have this yoga studio or someone in a yoga studio, they see your your arms or your back. They go, hey, where'd you get that that ink done? Uh, well, I got a, I have this place I go to. Was there any of that going on? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover between those two worlds. And so did you ever get to come up with any deals or anything or get into any uh, any cross cross promotions of the sorts of being able to, uh, you know, like go to like sign up for one full year of yoga, get a small, you know, $50, $100 tattoo or something or that didn't quite make it. Yeah, I did. We didn't do anything like that just because of the investment that's required in a tattoo. It really depends on the size and the depth of it. So we didn't. So over there, uh, was she doing any of the uh, the different kinds of with the, more the like the local style of tattoos over there, or is she all with the the needle and the machine, uh, or how is she doing those? She does both. The tatao is the tapping that you're referring to. That's, so that's her, this little her. bit here is tatao, and so she does that some, but it, it's a very long process because it's just one little tap at a time. So she did. She does do a lot of. Polynesian influenced style tattoos. So she has a shop up in Alaska as well. And so it's called Exotic Eye Tattoo. So there's, you know, using the the different influences for sure. But yeah, mostly traditionally with machines. So what are you getting to do on a given day? Like if let's say it's uh today's what, Wednesday. Uh what's a Thursday look like in your life? Well, typically on Thursdays, I have a session with a client who's on the East Coast. And so we start out, we do a virtual yoga and personal training session. And then I head over to some clients here locally on Maui and head over to their home. And so we, again, do personal training with yoga and help them to have that regular movement in their life. And so that's my typical Thursday. And then in between all of that, listening to some podcasts, learning some things on the road while I'm driving over there. And then of course the ongoing fun, fun, fun of social media and keeping things rolling with all of that. Yes. And right now also for my Thursday tomorrow is the ongoing birthing process of my first book. So that's very exciting. So as maybe anybody that's listening or watching knows, there's a lot involved in that and so a lot of that has to do with getting things rolling and then just letting them happen <laughs> so how many times have you gone back and forth with the editor and the publisher <laughs> what 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 part of going back and forth 10 15 times are you are you in the editing or the publishing part right now 
thankfully we have passed the juncture of the editing back and forth but we are now in the publishing chapter back and forth <laughs> it seems to be uh, you know it's never funny ending. when you see a book you think like oh yeah you just you you know you write a book you put it on amazon people can order it and <laughs> false <laughs> yeah, not quite not quite there's a lot that goes into that omg is there ever yeah, yeah. And so, okay, well, let, let's get into your writing. So um, when you're writing, did you come up with your idea for your book? I, I, I'm trying not to hit on the same questions that everyone else can ask you about a book. Um, was it all like uh, just write as you go? Or was there an outline and then you fill in the blanks? What, what was your kind of process with that? My book was initially inspired by a coach who suggested that if we have a program that we can write a book about, then that should be our starting point. So my my outline was essentially mapped out for me through a program that I had already created, an online program called Wake the Warrior Within that takes people on a journey into the yoga practice to awaken their own inner strength and resilience. And so that was already laid out that had been downloaded into my head years ago and then released into the world at the beginning of the pandemic and so that was my starting point and and what I did was take seven of the qualities that we activate in the yoga practice and expand upon them and create them into the book so the book is called the warrior's journey so it looks at the journey of entrepreneurship through the lens of a warrior so in the yoga practice we have three poses, the warrior poses, and there's variations for sure, but there's three poses that helped us to activate the energy of determination and focus and clarity and living your life as though you're charging forward on your soul's mission. And so that's the essence of those poses. And I have come to realize, and anyone that's an entrepreneur can probably agree, that that's also the journey of an entrepreneur. And so the book is told through that lens. And so it is really an inspiration to people following their mission and bringing to life something that didn't exist before, which is their business. And so, you know, having these inner tools of personal growth that will lead to their professional success. So what happened when the, the pandemic uh, hit? Uh, what were you doing and how long did it take for you to pivot and say, I'm going to do something with this and start writing? Well, the book only came to life about a year ago, so that wasn't really pandemic inspired. But at the beginning of the pandemic, right before everything started, as many people, you know, can probably relate to, I was in the midst of finalizing details for some really major projects and contracts with the hospital. <laughs> so bringing workplace wellness into the hospital for their team members, as well as the county of Maui. And so two major, major organizations that were, you know, brought to a screeching halt because of the necessity of everything that was happening. So as such, they needed to reallocate their resources, you know, for public health and safety, et cetera, et cetera. So those contracts stopped. <laughs> and so many many things other you know other than that did too and so it was interesting because it was really only a few days and I think that is a testament to my own 
entrepreneurial resiliency and spirit is that of course I was in that moment of oh my goodness what is happening you know what's happening in the world what's happening with people all of that just kind of confusion that we found ourselves in and and I was out here just out on the patio just kind of relaxing and doing my yoga and and realized, okay, you know, if all of that stuff where I would have normally done in person and gone out and all of that, the way that I would support my community, I'm not able to do that right now. Well, what is some way else that I can do that? And it occurred to me that I had this beautiful program that was waiting to be brought to life that was in my head that I had worked on called Wake the Warrior Within. And so using the tools of the yoga practice to help people stay strong, boost their immune system, to stay sane, to give them something to do, you know, give them something to focus on, to, to work on, to use. And so I figured, okay, this is a really good time to bring this to life. And so that's when the yoga series was born, if you will. And so that was my big initial pivot. And and so that was 2020. And then 2022 was when I heard the coach, the book coach speak, and he suggested, you know, why not write a book? Because it can be such a great way for you to impact people and share the tools. And so that's the sequence of events. So then with your, when you're writing the book, uh, was this on, was this on bar napkins? Was this in a notebook? Was this in a uh legal pad of paper was this a, a chisel and stone what or a computer or your phone what were you doing to write what were you using what was your tool or tools i used the google doc <laughs> was it on your phone or on your computer on my computer so you would sit down have a dedicated space and say i'm gonna start writing my book right now i'm gonna be writing my book and this is what i'm doing I have a standing desk, but yeah, I would, I would kind of, <laughs> I don't like sitting above. It just doesn't feel good in my body. I do it to hold still because yeah. otherwise I'm kind of all over the place, but um, yeah, it was, you know, I got all gung ho about it initially. I'm writing a book, do, 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 you know, and I had this goal of a chapter a week and then that started dragging and dragging and dragging and then forgot, you know, and wow. then it sort of, um, I wanted to finish it by January 1st of 2023, but that didn't happen. And then, so once that came back around, I was like, all right, here we go. I'm going to finish it by the one year anniversary. And so it is challenging, you know, because life gets in the way. And especially when you have other aspects of your business that you're running, it it can get backburnered. And so, yeah, it was one of those things and to commit to, to be able to finish. That's so many people want to write a book, but whether you finish it or not is another story. Right. <laughs> And so then where are you with ChatGPT and AI-assisted writing? I like it, you know, and, and that's what a few people said to me. Well, why don't you put your book in there and see what ChatGPT said? And I said, no, this is my book. This is my story. And this is what I want to share with the world. And, and I appreciate ChatGPT. I use it, but this is mine. I'm not letting it change it. And I believe that, you know, the AI-assisted writing is very helpful and it's an incredible tool, but there's never going to be that personality, the depth that comes from a human soul. And that's where I draw the line. And, and for me, that's what the book is, is a way for me to share 
my soul and my heart and and the tools that I've learned from my own truth with the world in a way that I know will be very impactful. And so I know that, you know, many people use it for that, but for me, no, it was a hard no. <laughs> Have you got to use it for social media? Because you sounded like you weren't, you weren't too into the social media aspect when you said social media earlier. I don't know if maybe I read into that incorrectly, but I saw on your face, it didn't seem like you were super into it. I'm not super into social media. And if I have something else that can do it for me, I'm all for that. So I can focus on being, doing whatever else I need to be doing. Totally. It's just a lot, you know, and so ChatGPT is helpful for being able to bust out some posts and get some inspiration. Uh, Not a sponsor, which I'm going to actually, after this podcast is over, going to reach out to. if you have any YouTube videos that you've made or things you're on, uh, I'll, after this, I'll send you the video if you want to upload this on YouTube because I can't for a week. Uh, but there is a website, uh, opus.pro, O-P-U-S dot P-R-O. And you can go and take a YouTube clip up to two hours or YouTube video up to two hours. And within 10 minutes to maybe an hour, if it's really busy, we'll spit out. 10 to 15 different video clips between maybe 30 seconds to two minutes each with some thing that they think is important or you know uh they figure it out and then it comes it's set up like the youtube shorts or with the uh you know having a vertical and having the words all go across the screen and all that stuff but and it's free and so it's a good way if you need some content to do that. And you can do whatever you want with this podcast. So um, you can even download it and put it as a private video on yours and then just pop it through there and it'll work works the private videos as well. So if cool. that's something that may be able to help uh, lessen your social media worries, I, I hope that can do it. And then uh, one last thing. So you know Chino. How do how do you know Chino? How does that come about? Chino was a was a cool guy, and I I was upset. I somehow when I went over there, I think maybe I hadn't gone over there yet. I think it was like right after I went, and I was going to go again, and I don't think I ever made it back over there when he was after I met him. But uh, so, how do you know Chino? How does that come about? I, he's from Maui, so he actually dates a friend, a good friend of mine. So oh. I met him through Trish the Dish, his partner. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, Mallrats reference right there. Um, Trish the Dish. Uh, there's there's a character in there. And they call her Trish the Dish, um, okay. but then they say no, nobody calls her that, but uh, they do. So. Uh, anyway, but that's that's kind of irrelevant. But so so you have your book and that's coming out sometime in the future on Amazon. Sometime <laughs> yes. in the near future. Uh, sometime. Be, be prepared for it. And so where are people going to find you if they want to yoga it up with you or get ready for your book or anything else that they need to know from you? For sure. So on Instagram, my handle is at I am Megan Nolan, and then my website is megan-nolan.com, so you can come and check that out. There's lots of great resources on there, and then, of course, in there, there'll be lots of updates in the blog section, 
And when the time is right, you can go to thewarriorsjourneybook.com. You can actually go there right now and opt in um, for the updates. So the, t- the dates on there are tentative <laughs> based on the magic that's happening in the Amazon ethers. Um, so yes, those are some great places to get connected. Sure. And I'll put those in the show notes and get those so everyone can see them and get a hold of you because they should get a hold of you. And so, Megan, it was great talking with you. I'm happy we got to meet and get to talk for a little bit. And I hope you, it's still early in the day, hope you can get out and go and enjoy that rest of your day. Thank you so much. Great chatting with you too. Yeah, have a good day. You too. Thank you. All right, that's Megan Nolan. This is a short episode today. I got one more later on with uh, Stefan Braxton who I was on his show last week. So he is going to be on my show this week, today. So there'll be show number three. They'll probably be done maybe maybe up at like by eight o'clock p.m. Eastern time, maybe be up around then. So thank you guys so much for listening on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network brought to you by Stoner Eats Productions sockemup.org hypnosis is great hardcore comedy and fred ben savage's buck uh and that's a thank you disney for sending us the cease and desist letter taking our idea and making your boy meets world podcast i can see it did well probably because it's a good idea anyway you guys that is the show man boom it's rusty diamond motherfucker Ernest! 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 (coughs) Yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?